everybody, we're going to be talking about a lot of fun stuff tonight. It's going to be basically, we're going to be in, in space, this whole podcast. <laughs> the entire time. The space entire time. wars. Space Field. wars things. <laughs> pew pew. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have a fun podcast tonight. We're going to talk Ahsoka, of course. So there will be spoilers for anybody that's watching or listening. If you haven't watched all of them, pause. Go about halfway on the podcast and then listen to us talk about Starfield. But uh, if you guys ever want to know when we're going live with this, because it's kind of a fireside chat, join our Discord. It's going to be a link in the description and the podcast notes, all that stuff. You guys join in. We're doing lots of fun stuff like watch parties for Ahsoka. We're planning on doing sports watch parties and other fun stuff. Maybe even like, uh, like I don't know, Prime and Mule Theater or something where we watch movies and make fun of it. I don't know. <laughs> When you say the, oh yes, that would be awesome. Yeah, you know, like that. What was that show? Like where it had the shadows um, or whatever. Science theater. Uh, I'm not I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was some classics. Yeah, some fun ones, man. So lots of fun stuff there, guys. And because you know our podcast is not always regular, because <laughs> we're you know life. <laughs> you can yeah. at least get uh, notified when we're going to have our next podcast and watch it live and come in and and have some cool questions. So. This podcast needs more prim juice. It does. Prime time. <laughs> How you doing, man? Um, I this week I've been tired every day, and I don't know why. I have no idea. Actually, I didn't know why, <laughs> dude. I one. I'm still recovering from last weekend. <laughs> the kids were at their moms the weekend. It all it worked out perfectly for the holiday. Yeah, I stayed up way too late two days in a row. Never recouped very well. Dude, it's been like I am not a young, spry person anymore. Gay. Um, Can't do those three o'clock nights and wake up at seven. No. And I played Starfield one time this week, and it was last night. And guess what happened? I tapped my phone. I'm like, Good, two o'clock in the morning. Come on. <laughs> so this morning was rough. This morning was rough. So basically, I've been recuperating, um, having some fun time with my kids, and um, working. Right on, man. Any any special beverages of the night? Uh, tonight, uh, just a little bit of um, sparkling ice plus caffeine. Nice. It's a new tropical punch flavor, and it's pretty good. Nice. Pretty good. We're going to talk about this here in a little bit, Servant, what you put right there. <sighs> yeah. We're going to talk about that. Very nice. Well, wow. um, the only thing I can say that I have um, is basically, well, Servant will like this. I do have a, a mug, but it's not coffee. That's Dr. Pepper. So Dr. Pepper in a mug. Yes. Because mm. that's how okay. I roll. I, I collect mugs, okay? Like that's our thing. Like I collect oh, yeah, a yeah, bunch yeah. of mugs. And then like I'm not gonna use a regular glass because I have 50 mugs. So, you know, Dr. Pepper in a mug, man. It's just and look, yeah. it says actually I can. I can put Dr. Pepper in a mug. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So that's what I'm drinking tonight. So man, everybody in the chat is already talking about Starfield and Sea of Stars. We're going to get to all of that. We have to we have to jump in with some Ahsoka first because no. Woo, bro. All right. What? Casual freaking episode. Yeah, you're a casual Star Wars fan. So give me your perspective on what you've thought of Ahsoka so far. Um it's been some of the best Star Wars that I've seen in a long time. 
blown away even the Mandalorian so far. Um, and I'm through this journey, I've been able to recognize the difference between post Lucas and Filoni. And there's a dramatic difference. And I love current Filoni stuff. It's so good. I mean, storytelling, pacing, dialogue. It's like, this is how it should, it's how it should be. And um, it's been great, dude. I mean, for this casual Star Wars fan who learns more from you guys geeking out, <laughs> I have really enjoyed it. Each time we have a watch party, me and my daughter go back and watch it together afterwards so she can watch it live with dad. And yeah. it's just like, I'm like learning new stuff by seeing it again and telling her about it because dad just learned something. It's been good. It's been good. Yeah, it's it's that I will say what's made this really fun is the watch parties we're doing at Discord because like, yeah. yep, like sure. uh, Ordinary Citizen. Or extraordinary now as he extraordinary now like he's been really fun and a bunch of the other guys that joined the discord to uh mostly just talk star wars but man it's been fun there has been some really cool easter eggs that i missed in ahsoka but my thoughts as a whole for this whole series so far what are we like five episodes in four something like that mm-hmm, four mm-hmm. five four four five okay. next week it it feels like OG Star Wars storytelling. Like it, it, I don't know. Like the last time we had a really good Star Wars was the prequels. And then Mando was really, is really, really good. And then this one just feels like, like original trilogy <laughs> Star Wars plus the sequels together. It's just like, it's just so stinking good, man. It's good. It's, it's, I mean, it's like, yeah, because, you know, Filoni is pretty much the Padawan of George. And you take what he's learned from George and what he's done in his own work. And it just, I think the culmination of all that came out in Ahsoka. It's good. Yeah. So dang good. It's just, it's phenomenal, man. It's, and I have I have to show everyone this because, like I said, guys, there are spoilers. But um, I didn't catch this the first time I watched it, and then Extraordinary uh, Citizen threw it in our Discord, and then I saw it today on TikTok. And I'm going to show you guys real quick this thing that I completely missed was when they were in mm. the ship. You see that? Do you do you see? Look, there's a picture. That's Canaan. That's Canaan, yep. dude. Like, yep. dude. And then after I saw that, I was like, oh, almost in tears that mm-hmm. Harris yeah. still had that, like, yep. sitting there. They, they brought him into the live action, you know, in some form. Yeah. It was just, man, there was just, there's so many moments too. Like, um, the thing that I've really loved the most about it was how intentional the scenes are like one of the things that I've complained about with the, with the new star Wars, I would say uh, sequels, not Mando is to allow us as fans to have our own emotions, feelings, and thoughts in a scene rather than telling us what to think or feel or see. Right. Like it's, it's like, it's the old classic mantra show. Don't tell. Um, And so, you kind of have to do that in Mando because you can't see a face. It's a helmet. But like, that's one of the things that I've absolutely loved. Cause I'm a sucker for old, like Kung Fu and samurai films. 
And yes, the way that they're doing this is li- like the music and everything. I-, I feel like I'm watching Ghost of the Soka, <laughs> you know, instead of Ghost of Tsushima. It's like, it's so freaking good. It hits on all the levels of like martial combat, like that sci-fi itch in space with the battles in space. It feels like Star Wars, like the sword fighting, the choreography in Balin's fight, like, bro. He's a hoss, man. He is a hoss. I mean, one thing that I noticed um, about that fight scene I love the most, and some people were like, it felt kind of weird. They were sizing each other every single time from the beginning. They attacked a few times, and they readjusted their stances. I saw Ahsoka. She went in one stance. Balin um, uh, countered it, and she's like, oh, no, no, just kidding. Yeah. She changed her stance again. I'm like, ah, I see what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's it's the subtle moves that if you know the content well enough, you're like, that's amazing. Yeah, it, it, very similar to the Darth Maul Obi-Wan fought, fight in Rebels, right? Like very, very similar to where like yes, Obi-Wan yes. does one stance, Maul does another stance, and then he switches. And like it's like the one thing I will notice is like I, I started thinking about this. Balin says, you're just like your master. You only know one way, which is force. Mm-hmm. Because she is the aggressor rather than like a Jedi where she's not as aggressive. But at the same time, oh, that's very true. she had to get the map. Like, yeah, she had yeah. to get it. So she had to. So she was more aggressive than usual. But that's kind of her style too, right? Because she's she is Anakin's Spider one. But um, well, do you think that if she if the goal of getting the map wasn't there, you think she would have defeated Balin? I think she would have been more passive. Because when she confronts Maul in in um, the last season of Clone Wars, she's not the aggressor. She's there to go uh, and defend the Mandalorians, right, in their homeworld. Right, and right, so, right. like, when they're fighting, she's even, like, comes to, like, okay, I'll help you. Like, she's, she's not like Anakin would be, which is just, I'm going to just steamroll you and get what I want, you know? Um, yep. So I, I thought that was interesting is that I feel like having Sabine as her um, Padawan is kind of almost unbalanced her as well. Cause she's, she's got so much past trauma. She's trying to deal with like, I failed Anakin. Now am I failing at this as a master for this Padawan? Like, you know, Luke is the, the future of the Jedi. Like I'm not the future of the Jedi. And then she's kind of like, well, maybe I can. And, and the sub- a future of the untraditional Jedi. Yes, that's what I love too. But like great <coughs> Jedi. No. Oh my god. <laughs> you knew it was coming. Where's my like mute button? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But like it, it's it's very interesting too because um like Sabine, like in the in the start, you see a clone trooper helmet. So I'm thinking we might get Rex at some point, right? So you see a clone trooper helmet and like the little intro and you see Sabine's Mando helmet, but it flashes red instead of blue. And what did Sabine do? She freaking her attachment with Ezra led her to not do such a great decision. And then you think Ahsoka's dead. Do you think she died? I don't think she died. I thought she did at first until I saw the very last scene. It's like, oh, she didn't die. She got pulled, pulled somewhere. Yeah. And then that scene with 
man, with Anakin, he looks so good on the de-aging as well. Like it didn't look horrible. Like, right. It looks pretty good for a TV show. Like (laughs) if there's any other show on their budget, they usually get it probably like, Oh yeah, that doesn't look right. Yeah. For a Disney budget show. Pretty good. It it should. Yeah. But like, it's, it, it's, it's interesting because I have to bring this up because fake and a lot of others are saying it in chat here, <laughs> but like about Starkiller and how all these theories about the Inquisitor being Starkiller. <laughs> Man, as soon as uh, Marek got sliced and poofed away in that green smoke, I'm like every, all those theories gone. Yep. I wanted, I wanted, to, I wanted to tag. Star Wars 3 so bad on Twitter. I'm like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> He's like, I know it's him. I'm like, okay, bro. Yeah. It, it's like I, I, his latest theory is, um, and I'm not trying to like crap on the guy, but like his latest theory is that's not an Anakin. That's the son. But I'm like, bro, the son's dead. Like yeah. he yeah. got stabbed in the heart with a lightsaber. So. But speaking of where she got pulled to and the son, what let's talk about the end yes so go to our youtube there's a really good theory i put up there but i'm gonna talk about it on the podcast for you know because that's what we do on podcasts talk about things right but Mm -hmm. i i my theory is i think she's like she's basically like the mortis gods right because she had the essence if you remember in in, uh, clone wars in the mortis arc they get this signal uh, distress signal. It's an ancient Jedi distress signal. It's like over 2000 years old and they go to it and Rex is there and they're like, Hey, you're not on our scopes. Where are you? And Anakin's like, we're at the distress signal. He's like, no, you're not. And then suddenly this huge ship comes out of nowhere and like transport them to a different galaxy, a different realm. Yeah. We really don't know. And he goes through this, these trials and everything and learns that the father is the one keeping balance. They've isolated themselves because they're some of the most powerful force users in the galaxy. Um, he sounds very Bindu-like where he's neither Sith nor Jedi. He, and he talks about your thoughts of the force are very small compared to what it really is. Freaking grabs the lightsaber. All this fun stuff, man. And basically... We learn that he he's the one that keeps balance. His son is the embodiment of the dark side. His daughter's the embodiment of the light side. And Ahsoka dies in this process, right? The son kills yes. her. And the daughter gets mortally wounded by the Mortis Dagger, which is the only thing that can basically kill these godlike immortal beings. And her last act is to give her life essence to Ahsoka to bring her back. They use Anakin as a conduit since he's the chosen one to like have the force go through him into her. Um, so it made me really wonder, like, is Ahsoka, like, we've seen her, like, die, like, three times, right? Or almost die. Yeah, this is her third time. Like, is she immortal? And is this what Balin's after? Is he after the the Mortis Gods and the Dagger? Because it controls Force users. Hmm. So. I'm not sure if she's, like, full-on fledged Mortis God, but she is definitely imbued with, from them, that is still remnant in her and it has made her basically at a whole new level yeah which brings me to anakin i mean we saw anakin in that place which is the world between worlds and i saw a video today basically 
whenever what you just talked about, how the father was teaching Anakin, preparing him to really be the chosen one, to be, you know, to, to bring a balance to the universe, to be basically take his place. And um, so I'm thinking, okay, it is Anakin, but it's not the old Anakin. It's the fully restored in a new position. I'm the new basically guardian of this realm mm -hmm. type person. And Ahsoka is tied to him because of the act they had the first time they met the Mortis Gods. And I'm like, yeah. Anakin's like, he is the son, came down in human form. Yeah, I mean, he knows it all. And it's like, <laughs> there's a lot of parallels here. Yeah. Very, a lot of religious undertones here. Yes. And I absolutely love this because I feel like Filoni is redeeming Anakin because you have the sequels yes. and you have the whole thing that happened there. And people were just like, you know, a lot of fans were like, this just ruins Anakin. Cause like he, his sacrifice and being the chosen one. And I feel like Filoni's just redeeming all of that. And it makes like, it makes total sense too, because like if he goes off into this different universe in a different galaxy, like that no one's able to track or go to that no one even knows about because it's mythical and like the only people that ever got there were the Pergil, the space wells. Um, it makes sense for him to be able to completely tell a whole new Star Wars story, eventually bring us back to the galaxy we know and be like, yo, um, new Jedi Order and uh, Mandos, y'all need to team up and we're going to have to take on Thrawn. Like, I feel like that's where we're going, mm -hmm. right, with Star Wars. And all this stuff before that is going to be amazing because it's going to be in this different galaxy. You're going to see Ahsoka. You're going to see Ezra. You're going to see Sabine. It's just like I cannot wait to see all of that, man. And You know, the video I watched today mentioned not only can the – not only are the portal windows in the, the World Between Worlds able to see various times in space and time, but the technology from the first Force users – had insta portals as well and the theory is those still exist out there tied in with what you said could lead to somehow those being activated to bring in the mandos bring in the other jedi kind of like a avengers in-game type thing on your left portals opening up boom here come all these good factions to fight the throne force well wow. what makes this even better is what if luke is already there what if the real Luke is already there and the Luke we see in the sequels is the, is a clone because a lot of the stuff that they're building up in bad batch uh, with the new cloning facility, with the stuff they did in the sequels and how you actually see in the comics, Luke's hand was used to help clone Snoke and help clone Palpatine. And there's a big theory because in the old lore, there's the Luke with two U's that's a clone of Luke Skywalker and so it's like, maybe that was that Luke and he stayed there because they knew what they could do with his DNA. And he's like, I have to like, this could go horribly bad for the galaxy. So I have to like seclude myself. I don't know. It's just he a was, theory. He was all about seclusion. So, I mean, I see where you're going with that. That's extra wild though. It's very wild. Like it's not very probable, but it would be amazing because like, I think a lot of fans are really wanting peak Luke Skywalker action. Like he doesn't need to be the main attraction, right? Like right. let, let Ahsoka, let Ezra, 
all of them be the main attraction, but like kind of like how Luke did for Mando and what was it? Season two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that would be like. Came in to just, save the day. Just, you know, Oh, wrecks so much, kicks so much, butt. it's like, Hey, like with these, he's just like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah and he's yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. Not about me, I'm out of here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That would be so and, I think a lot of people are, are thinking like they, uh, okay. Cause there's people to like fake says, can we just delete the sequels from existence? There's people on both sides, right? There's people that absolutely love the sequels. And there's people like me that were kind of like, meh, but it's star Wars. And there's yeah. people that absolutely hate them. Now, if we could somehow like go to a different universe and that's the focus rather than the sequels and what comes after that, I'm fine. If that's star Wars now, like, I would be fine with that. I won't, I don't have to go back to Tatooine, you know, <laughs> those people are psychopaths, by the way. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see where this goes with the Anakin Ahsoka and the world between worlds. And I'm, I'm pumped, man. Hello, snips. Oh dude, that was so good. That was so good. And here, like she, she goes faster, but then as soon as she saw him, Anakin. Yeah. yeah. It's like in her face of like shock, but also yeah. happiness to see like, right. this mm-hmm. is the Anakin from the Clone Wars that I knew the like the Jedi mm-hmm. Knight, not Jedi Master. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But well, speaking yeah. of star stuff. Stars? Yes. And the Are we talking of- about... The fields of stars? The fields of stars, not the sea of stars. All right. I want to hear it. I want to hear it, Prime. I'm going to break it down pretty pretty simple. Ask your question. No, I I just want to say, what has it hit every single thing you've ever wanted in a video game? Not everything, but a lot. I was thinking about, you mentioned about camps, about talking about the sequels. Here's, Here's three camps I've seen from interaction with our community and online and YouTube and, you know, me, unfortunately going down many rabbit holes of like where to find things. Um, there's the Bethesda fans that are uh, freaking over the moon with this. There is the regular, you know, I like RPGs or I like action games. I'm not so much a huge Bethesda fan. Um, I like Skyrim on some level. This is a bit much. I'm kind of lost, but I'm having fun. And there's the, those who can't get the game and hate everything. Um, and there's also, I guess, those that just are already deleting it because it doesn't hold. This game doesn't really hold your hand that much. It doesn't give you direction. Sure. But, yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, one thing it does do over Fallout and over Skyrim is it does give you a good um, mission loop, which is something I noticed you didn't do. I, I went in when I was, when I was in New, New Atlantis. And Mars, the two biggest places you come across in the beginning. You meet a lot of people you can talk to if you actually go and talk to them. And if you don't like, say, give me, give me the goods. I don't want to talk to you. Don't give me a mission like Mule did on the screen. <laughs> you get a list of all these missions to do. And if you start doing them, it always brings you back to where you need to go. And it's a constant loop. Like, And every interaction is fun. There's a story. There's the NPCs. There's tons of loot. Um, and it keeps it coming back for more every single time. That's just the basic stuff. I have a whole list of stuff that I might not ever do. 
Yeah. Um, but for great character interactions, conversations, dialogues, just like with Dragon Age and Mass Effect, check. Pretty decent gunplay um, that I'm actually fairly impressed with, check. It's not COD level by any means, but it's better than Mass Effect and it's good as like, say, I don't know, some of the campaign shooters I've been playing. And space stuff and the level of things to do, I I have a hard time getting off. And when I'm not playing it, I'm thinking about it. And I haven't done that in a long time. For yeah. an open world RPG. Now, for the single player campaign games, those usually always get me sucked in. This is doing both. And I don't know how to handle it, but play it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would I would say this is a game built for you, Prime. Like it yeah. hits, it's going to hit everything you want. Like it has so the far. loot is everywhere. Oh like there's literally so many people to talk to. There's like loot everywhere. Like it's just wow. I I would have to say I'm probably the guy that you said in the middle, where I really enjoy RPGs. I'm not the biggest Bethesda fan. I do really, I did really like Skyrim, but I was just talking in DMs before the podcast to a servant about like, for me, this basically feels like Skyrim in space is what it feels like. Cause it's very, very similar. It's super open world. Like it's not linear at all, unless you want it to be, which you can do the same thing in, in Skyrim. Like you can, I'm just going to follow the main campaign and just do that and then be done. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, if you do that, you miss out on so many cool things like going into dungeons, finding epic like gear, like funny dialogues, like the the whole thing that we tweeted about with the guy that was wanting to extend my ship's warranty. You know, like we're trying to reach you and extend your ship's warranty. Like yeah, the random encounters are insane. Yeah, I, I came across a, a a party cruise. Like a ship jumps in. I'm like, oh great, here is a a pirate. Or bounty hunter about to set me up. He wants to jump me on his ship. So I joined the ship. And yeah. It's actually a party cruise going on. I'm like, holy crap. Dude, I, I got to hold on. I got to pull up your tweet on that and show everyone watching the stream because that was that was hilarious, man. Let me pull this up. Hold on. Prime is a tweeting machine, so it might, might take me a second here. Okay, here we, yeah, here we go. I have a few up there today. <laughs> the audio is pretty good, too. Look, look at this. This is, I'm going to turn this up for you guys to hear it. Welcome aboard the party cruise. Take a load off and load off. <laughs> Are we going zero G? Good question. Look Why don't we that. let the newcomer decide? That's a nice cowboy hat you got there, Prime. Uh -huh. I like that. And, and guess what? I did go. We did go zero G, and it was it was pretty fun. Oh, that's awesome, dude! That is so cool. You get to talk to one guy, and you get to choose whether you stay G or zero G. And I went zero G. I had to go back to it because I had a hard time stealing stuff while I was in zero G. <laughs> like, wait, I can't steal. Right. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun, man. I mean, I, and. I, I've been following the, Star, the Starfield community uh, since before it launched, and there are so many people that either love the entire thing or are focusing all, on one single area and truly role-playing. 
we got people making some crazy insane ships yes we got people like going full out bounty hunters like you like i just want to blow things up and kill people that's literally you know, like, all i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to play the game as intended. I'm not going to get any missions and quests, but I'm just going to blow things up. Um, and it it offers a lot to multiple camps of people, and uh, I'm I'm even kind of like looking to get into some outpost building because I figured out some stuff. So I think, dude, that ship. <laughs> That's a pirate ship, dude. <laughs> that is a pirate ship. That is. You can see the one I tweeted today. A pirate ship. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Somebody made Thomas a train. Are you serious? Someone check the, hold on. Uh, I, Let me check I, your I tweet have, uh, Twitter feed here. Thomas. I think I replied to it. Okay. Replied to it. Let's see here. Or it's also in our Discord too. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, that's that was that was ridiculous. Like And the the Thomas the Train is a massive ship, dude. It's like it's insane. Thomas the train. I can't believe some of the creativity, man. It's like it's it's just like absolutely ridiculous how good. Oh my gosh, there it is. Hold on, let me see if I can I, I can share this. Um, this is this is ridiculous. Face <laughs> response to this person too. Dude, look at his face and look at oh my gosh, like- oh my gosh, that's so ridiculous, dude. A Thomas the Tank Engine. Look how big it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Oh my gosh, man. That is uh that is hilarious. So So yeah, my, my only gripes about the game is the lack of storage between person and ship. And that's mainly a looter problem. And then also it's the UI. The UI is crap. But um modders are already out there really fixing all this stuff and it's like third-party modders it's not the official ones yet dude i mean the modern there's already a thousand mods out there it's insane yeah it's 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 i i'm actually hoping that they'll bring some like mass effect influence uh-huh. into into some of the armor because honestly like okay i'm gonna be a little negative here but before we say anything this is this is fake ship that's in our discord this is his ship so it's a beast yeah. i love it it is that boost. But here's, here's, here's the thing I'll say this. This is from the guy in the middle, right? As far as the RPG, really fun. Open world Skyrim in space. Really, really fun. Like Mm -hmm. I am really enjoying that aspect of everything, right? Like it's just really, really, really fun when it comes to that. Now, when it comes to like the shooting, it's lacking. It's not very snappy. It's kind of flighty. Yeah. Um, it could be better, but it's not horrible. It feels a, mm-hmm. like I said, a lot like Skyrim instead of swords, you're using guns and that's not necessarily right. a bad thing. It's just could be better. Like that's, that's something they could right. upgrade in the future, right? They can do a patch for or something like that. Like it's not game breaking. It's not something that that'll make you not want to play the game. Now, if you are someone like our friend servant who really enjoys more like linear playing experiences, you're probably not going to like this game very much because it is, there is a lot 
there are times when I'm right. like, I don't know what to do. And it tells you what to do, but there's just so much on the screen that I'm just like, New Horn Jenkins. Well, here's the thing also, <laughs> you know, if you think also to think about is if you think about, you know, getting the mindset of what it takes to develop a game and all the the assets to make the game like this expansive actually work, you can't have everything completely pristine because then you would never be able to launch the game. It'd be like 500 gigabytes. Well, I think I think so, it's it's been in development for so long. That's the thing too. Like if you've already built some mechanics or some systems, you, you, I mean, how long, much longer would it take you to go back and update some of that? You know, right? Would I like the NPCs to be at just like those in Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven or GTA? Yes, but it's one of those things out of like thirty or forty that I love. Um, yeah, but if everything was to be perfect, it would take another year or two and probably another hundred gigabytes. Yeah, and you got to be real. You have to be a little realistic can't have everything perfect every time but for what they for what they wanted to make what they said they're going to make as a Bethesda game it has been delivering not for every yeah and i get that it's it is a really fun game but i feel like for myself uh, it's it's definitely going to be like skyrim where there's so much to do it's going to take me like five years to finish it (laughs) and that's and that's totally okay i was that way with skyrim i never actually finished it entirely there's so much to do there is so much to do and there wasn't a good mission loop in there i will say that i got distracted so easily here you can stay a little more mission driven um dude the bounty boards last night i took out some bounty boards just went out taking out ships that was so much fun dude you've been lost for hours in that huh and if you get the rock companions with your ship you get the extra bonuses on like your shields and lasers and maneuverability it made ship killing so much better, dude. If you want, if you want some freaking awesome combat in the ship, go and join the Rangers. Do the storyline because that you will get something at the end that is phenomenal. Like our friend Splume was in our live stream the other day and was like, "No, finish it, finish it." I'm telling you, finish it. And I did, and I was like. Wowzer, this is the best thing in the game. Like yeah. it was so good. But yeah, I think I think they're I mean, if if I was had if I had to rate it, like for me, and you guys know me, I'm a Mulehorn Jenkins. I want explosions, fast action. I do really enjoy a lot of the dialogue. The dialogue is good. Sometimes it's a little drawn out. Um, but I would have to say it's a very solid like seven seven five for me out of ten. Like it's not, it's a good game. Now, is it doing something that's like groundbreaking for me? Not really, but it includes like a lot of really, really cool things that I enjoy. Like no man's sky flying space battles, like star Wars, uh, the Skyrim effect of like open world, just go and blow crap up and have fun. The stuff that you can do to some of the people in the dialogue <laughs> when you start unlocking it, like that's the fun part, yeah. right? You know, mm-hmm. but like, I don't think I can agree with some people that says like it's a ten ten. Like for me, it's like, eh, like it's a good game, but it's not a ten ten for me. It's like a if if I was pressed, maybe when I finish the game, it'll be closer to an eight. But you know, yeah, and I've heard a lot of that too. Um, to, to, to 
to focus on that, it does have one of the slowest beginnings I've had in a game in a while. Yeah. But once you get a couple missions in and start messing with the factions, you're like, oh, wow, this has a lot to offer. Yeah. I just, it doesn't like throw you into it like most games do, especially most story games. Yeah. It doesn't do that. Um, as for some people get, get confused or, you know, maybe even try to give, try to quit on it within a few hours. Um, my suggestion is just give it a chance, work through a few hours of it, play how you want to play. And if it's not for you, then it, I totally get it. It makes sense. Um, but for me, how I would rate it, I'm thinking probably like 8.5 to nine because oh yeah, I have very few complaints on it and it gives me multiple areas that I just love doing. And so it's one of those, it's endless fun. And I like that about it. It, it is, man. It really is some, like I can, the thing that I love about it is I can just do mindless fun. Like you guys yeah. saw me last night. You're like, no, do this, do this. And I was like, man, I just want to go do this. <laughs> so I go to some random factory in my mission log and like have to fight all these guys. And, you know, like it was just really fun. So. But I, oh, sure. I am really curious. Do you think the reason why, like, it's getting such high rated is because it's an Xbox exclusive? It's like one of the first Xbox exclusives that we've. I mean, I guess Halo you could say is one, but yeah. I mean, it could, it could have some factor in it, but if a lot of these ratings are based upon actual experience and they're they're. They're ten of ten, or nine of ten, as explained in words. Then I don't think it's so much the fact that Xbox. The fact that it is Xbox is good for Xbox. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling that though, if it was on PlayStation, some of those reviews that are lower would be a little bit higher. But this is not me. Um, I think it's because it's a lot of Bethesda's a lot of Bethesda fans got a hold of it. And a lot of Bethesda fans have reviewed it. And that's who they made it for and hoping other players would jump on too. So that's kind of how it worked out. Um, yeah. yeah. That's kind of what Nate said. And he said, I don't think that's why it's really good. I think there's just a ton of Bethesda uh, game fans out there, which mm -hmm. is true. I'm and if they can make new fans along the way, then that's great for Bethesda. Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a hardcore fan just because I've never really enjoyed the Fallout series or I, I mean basically Skyrim and Morrowind and things like that's what I've really enjoyed. Um, the more medieval type games and mystical medieval mm -hmm. type game, but um, I mean for me it still hits. It's still I mean I'm still playing it. I'm still really enjoying it. And I like before I started stream last night I had only had about 17 hours in, but still it was like really enjoyable. Like. It, there are going to be times where I'm definitely going to get my itch to go back to a shooter. But when I need to just numb out and have fun and not like have to be like super like high stress, I'm going to just go blow some crap up in, in Starfield and have fun, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, I would say try to, you know, try to go through a few missions. And yeah, a few more um, faction missions and see where it takes you. And there's a few of those. Um, there, there's activities, there's, there's missions, activities, the miscellaneous. <laughs> some of the craziest stories built into it, I will say. There is some really cool storylines I've been hearing about that are in this game. 
So it's going to be interesting. It's just, it's, it's crazy how many freaking players they have playing this game too. What was it like? Xbox was tweeting out. What was it? I'm going to have to find it real quick. To show One million you consecutive. Yeah. It was like, it was ridiculous how many people, I mean, for Xbox, that's like, that's awesome. I will say something else about really this too. Awesome. I've been hearing this from multiple fronts. Um, people saying that they they are very they played both uh, Baldur's Gate three and this game, and they you know Baldur's Gate three got rated as high as it was for a reason because it is that good of an RPG like super in depth, um, and you know they know that it was it's most likely to be a game of the year contender. They don't think Starfield will be game of the year for everyone, but for say Bethesda fans and some people that I was listening to is like, it's my personal game of the year, but I know what it's up against. And Baldur's Gate's probably going to take it more than Starfield will. I mean, Baldur's Gate, you still have Spider-Man too. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, you even have a uh, Jedi survivor in the mix. I mean, I don't, it's not as groundbreaking as some of these other games, but it was a really good Star Wars game. So, I mean, probably the best Star Wars game I've played. So, I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting, but yeah, six million as of what was that this morning the the seventh yeah this morning they had over six million players making it the biggest biggest Bethesda game launch of all time. Yep. Like that's 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 literally insane, dude. That's a huge win that Xbox needed. Uh, not so much a win over anyone else, but it's like a huge like win for Xbox. Yeah, because their first party games have been lacking, like since what, Halo Four. Yeah, <laughs> that's like the last big banger we've had. I mean, Infinite was good for its campaign, but yeah, it's died off after that because the multiplayer is kind of eh. Yeah, but I will say though, kind of based on our chat too, is uh, Bethesda's caused a lot of console warring. Oh my god, I've had to like literally unfollow some people out there because. Man, they're just bringing up every little nitpick thing that some of these other super fanboys are saying. I'm like, oh my god, do give it a freaking rest. I get that person might not be legit and have an agenda, but do you have to bring up every single post? It's yeah. just crazy. I know one of those people. <laughs> oh, um, I'm not going to drop any names, but you know the person we talked about that we're sad to see that didn't make their redemption recently? Oh, yes. He uh, he has come back full around and is totally like, okay, I admit it. I'm a fan. I love this. I can't stop playing it. <laughs> I'm like, Just what? for the clicks, bro. It was just I'm for the sure clicks. Just for the clicks because that's, loves them. That's a, okay, can Soapbox for just one sec here at the end of the podcast. I hate that about the content creation game mm-hmm. that people have to make stuff for clickbait and things like that, or do stupid stuff on streams to get an audience. Like it makes me want to like shake fans and say, go support someone. That's a really good content creator. That's mm-hmm. not doing this stupid stuff that like a 15 year old would do. Like, I don't know. It just, it's ridiculous. I mean, I, like I told someone, I was interacting with uh, Ginger Prime out there, one of my other new f- favorite creators. Not because his last name is Prime, but um, 
there, I told them there's a whole new level of farmers out there and there's nothing to do with agriculture. It's pathetic. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Fake. Yeah. Support the Mulehorn Gaming crew. Right, yeah. Keep it real in <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, any final thoughts? What would you tell anybody that's thinking of maybe they're on the fence? They're thinking maybe that they're going to play the game prime. Maybe not. Um, what would you tell them? Pow, I mean, give it, give it more than a few hours and really start doing some of the faction quest and try to get hooked into the mission loop. And if you want to get distracted by all the fun things you find along the way, that's great. But make sure you're getting some story in first before you get too crazy because you will be surprised. It could easily hook you in if you're down for games that aren't just straight shooters or linear. If you're yep. looking for just a great shooter and linear, it's not it's not your game. Yeah, I would I would concur with that, Prime. Like I think the only thing I would say is if this guy who's a Mulehorn Jenkins and just wants to fly through stuff can find a lot of fun in Starfield. I think most gamers will find Starfield really fun. Yep. You got to get past the prologue or a little start, but once you get past it, things start opening up. You start getting some of your skills. You start finding some good weapons. It gets really fun. Oh, like, oh one more thing too. Go ahead. Um, utilize quick save so that you can save your game, do the crazy shenanigan you know you shouldn't do, but you're going to do anyway. Because it'd mess up your it mess up your mission, but you want to see what happens and then go back to carrying on the mission. Because yeah. dude, so much insanity can happen just by one single bullet. <laughs> yeah. I actually did that once where I was in the city and I just started randomly shooting people. <laughs> like, like you can do in Skyrim where you like get the whole village to chase you, basically. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> It's actually one for you where you want to get arrested because something pretty cool happens if you get arrested. Oh, really? Just make sure you don't have any stolen goods on you. Well, I am an official ranger, so can I get arrested? Hmm. Yep. Interesting. You know, Interesting. Up a whole new level. But, uh, oh, yeah. my gosh. Fake said he has a buddy that has a $430,000 bounty on his head. I saw, wow. I saw a picture of a bounty board and there's like three figure, uh, six figures in all three factions on them. I'm like, wow. What? <laughs> <laughs> he, what? He's definitely playing the pirate life, man. <laughs> yes. I wanted to do that, but I couldn't do it. I'm just like, I'm, I'm too Paragon, man. <laughs> yeah. I just don't want to ruin my, my gameplay experience. Right. You know? Like war crimes. Right. Like, geez. Yeah. It's funny, dude. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Prime Time, before we wrap this up? We try to keep it around an hour, so. Um, enjoy the star stuff. Yes. Enjoy, enjoy the exploring. The yeah. Whether it's wars or fields, enjoy it all. Whether yeah, whether Star Wars or Starfield, just have fun, man. Have fun. Well, guys, thanks for listening. And if you're watching us live, we appreciate it. We do stream these live on Kick and on YouTube. So if you ever want to join us live, join the Discord. That's the easiest way you can find out when we're going to go live for this stuff. But uh, Prime, it was real, bro. It was fun. Sure, bro. For sure. Yeah. As we always say, guys, when in doubt, blow it blow up, it baby! Up!
Everyone hates good games, man. Come on, yeah. bro. 